Views expressed here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Rush each and every Wednesday. You already know what it is. It's your boy John. I am in the building. I have Rainbow who is also in the building. And then we have a special, special guest, Miss Sophia Cousins. She's in the building with us. So today is is a very enlightening day. We're going to be talking about helping children with special needs. Mm -hmm. um, we have a great advocate in the building for hours of learning. And we're going to pretty much get into it early. Once again, I definitely want y'all to do what I ask y'all to do. Please subscribe, tune in, share. Those are the most important things. Like. Um, you got to like it too. Subscribe, yeah, share, like. Like. And. Make sure you show some support to the show. Hit the cash app. You already know we definitely appreciate it. Because so, I like some money. <laughs> so let's definitely get into it. We're talking about helping children with special needs. Miss Sophia Cousins is in the building. Miss mm. Sophia, I start every every show off by asking, who is Sophia Cousins? Sophia is Sophia Cousins is mother, daughter, friend aunt special education advocate mm. i am an avid reader i read a lot especially literature that challenges me and uh, teaches me I, I like a good challenge and i believe that evolution is the key in 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 excelling uh, i don't believe in stagnancy i believe in growth and i subscribe to growth so Learning myself is also a very favorite pastime of mine because it increases my value as a person in this space. And I love um, music, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I met you, we had a great discussion, an amazing discussion, and that was the whole purpose of you being on the show. You also have another venture we will return too because we're definitely gonna have you back on to talk about that but i wanted to focus on the fact that when we were, we were discussing children and i was explaining to you you know i have two sets of twins one of them are on the scale both of my last two are on the scale of autism 
Spectrum. Um, Spectrum. Thank you. It's not a scale. So autism and <laughs> indeed. Thanks. You're afraid. And we decided. We, you know, I said, well, you know what? This is the perfect time to have a show like this. Um, we were starting out season four, and I, I just felt it's things like that that we're missing that we're not discussing. Um, and bring it to the light. Absolutely. So, can you please bring that to the light? Okay, special ed education advocacy for me is more than a passion. It's a lifestyle. I myself, being the mother of a child born with special needs and who has who is now living with a lifelong disability. My son mm -hmm. has cerebral palsy, some developmental delays. He's non-ambulatory, so that means he doesn't walk. He's 24 years right uh, at this point. And I started this journey. I started this sojourn in advocating for my son, didn't know anything, didn't understand what that meant in the education sector, mm -hmm. education space. And so, but I, I being a very, how should I put it? A ruthless, uh, and I use that word with intention, a ruthless soul who believes in, uh, I ruthlessly, subscribe to social justice. And so merging and, and, and mirroring that with being a mother to a child with special needs, I started seeing uh, some very great indications in my son that you know, there's room for growth, that he's able to prosper educationally. Mm -hmm. And so the public school space often just heard children with special needs into a box. It's like yep. they do it like a one size fit all. And there were things about my son and aspects and attributes of, uh, of my son that were excelling excellence. And then there were those that needed a lot of work and improvising on. And so I had to address this And my way of doing so was starting to advocate for it advocate for him. I started by um, pushing the envelope when a, an assistant principal said to me, don't you know that you have more power than the school's chancellor? Because I was having some serious issues at the time. He, I think he was in kindergarten or grade one. And I said, really? And that was all I needed to hear. I started putting pen on paper, uh, writing, you know, uh, my legal briefs, taught myself I don't have a law degree. I started studying the Individual Disabilities Education Act, which covers and governs uh, children with special needs in the public education space. I also familiarized myself with Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 and also uh, the American Disabilities Act, because all these, these three federal laws, they, they, are all, they all run parallel to each other in supporting the educational odyssey of special needs children in public schools. Mm. And um, I want to say this correctly. How do you, because, you know, we have a lot of parents that uh, pretty much are in denial. They don't want to accept the fact that, you know, maybe their child that has special needs or might need help. Mm -hmm. How do you all go about trying to, you know, help those evaluate, people, evaluate those people. Yeah. Is well, it the people or the students you're talking about, John? Like, well, the students, you, 
the parents or getting the parents to wanting to come in to have their children evaluated? Well, we don't evaluate children just using evaluation. I have a school psychologist on board and we can talk about that later. But getting parents to accept that their children do have some, uh, you know, disabilities or some weaknesses in their abilities to learn and to function educationally, that starts with wanting the best for your child. And if you don't want the, once you are hoping and working towards the betterment of your child, then you are already in acceptance. For those who are not in acceptance of what, of any inabilities their child may be experiencing in learning, and being functional in the edu- in the public education space, then that's something that we also do. We train parents. Um, we're starting. We're getting ready to start workshops, so parents can attend our workshops. Workshops where they can, uh, where we can educate them on um, how to first come to terms with their child's special education issues, and then how to advocate. For the for their child, and also how to teach their um, child how to advocate for themselves. So um, it's it's a three prong. First, you mm-hmm. have to want the best for your child, right? Yeah, and that, wanting that's the most best important. For your child, you have already accepted that this this child has some exceptional issues, and then moving forward you already have equipped yourself emotionally and mentally to go forth into taking the step. And one of the biggest challenges for parents, even when they do accept and do acknowledge that their child has a, you know, educational setbacks because they have their special needs is interpreting and um, understanding and interpreting the law. It's a big mm. Special education is very complex and school districts know that. And, you know, 99.9999% of parents do not know how, what the law, what cons- what the law consists, let alone to interpret that. And oftentimes that leaves them, uh, that's where the disparity comes in because school districts know this and they do things ad nauseum and just shove it down the parents' throat. And parents, because they don't understand the law, let alone to interpret the law, the, the IDEA, Individualized Individual Disabilities Education Act, then they just take anything that goes. And they a lot of times they're frustrated, but they don't know where to turn because they believe that the bureaucracy standing in front of them, which is oftentimes the school district, that they are not able to challenge it, which is not true. Well, mm. I definitely agree with you. Um, I have another question, but uh, one of our viewers have a question. She says she doesn't live in New York City any longer. So I would like to know if there's workshops available virtually. Or virtually. Or virtually. Yes, she yeah, will be creating virtual. The, the workshop hasn't started yet, and we represent clients across the country. So we're not just relegated to New York City. Um, we represent, um, because at the law... Uh, the spe- special education law is not just isolated to one geographic. It, mm-hmm. It's federal law and it expands across the entire United States. So, but for now, she can call us if she if she needs 
help with any special education case, then of course we're here. Uh, we have a one, we have great experts um, on our team. We have a national school psychologist who tenured with the uh, New York City Department of Education for over ten years. We also have a special education teacher and behaviorist. Uh, who is also a part of our team. And what we do is we, and I'm the case strategist and the lead advocate here. And what we do is microscopically break IEPs down because that's where it starts. When, when special education students are failing or when the school district is failing special education students, either or, it is it starts with the IEP or the 504. Mm. And, you know, like I told you that, that day, um, my biggest issue was the fact that I didn't like the word special education. Like, why did we have, like, I felt like it was a title. And unfortunately, that title, you know, there's, if you go by the Board of Ed, they tell you, well, we'll put your kid in Ms. 2, which is, they'll have behavior issues. And then you have them in Ms. 1, which is the educational part. So I always used to hate that title of Special, special education education and you know when it was just that your child needed help whether they need to have two paras or you know maybe you know you was a little exceptional of behavior issues well so, not not all schools are like that because my godson had he had educational issues like they wouldn't he didn't go to a separate classroom he just had a para sit in the classroom with him in in on certain tests he would just get more time so it's not like he was taken out and was put into a different classroom specifically for a special education. Like you certain, had an educational para. Right. Okay. Yeah. For a certain, like it because it wasn't it wasn't for every subject. Like I, I, it might have been math, because math might have not been his right, best right. subject. So yeah. he didn't have it for every class. So he wasn't in a special education classroom. He was in his he was in his regular classroom with all the rest of his classmates, and he just had someone come in when it was time for that specific subject, and then they'd leave or whatever. But his his issue may have been very minimal, so he may have been high functioning, but with some delays. So that that required he because he had his his disorder was he had seizures, so he had like a delay, like I guess it was a, a learning delay. Okay. So they, I he guess he would get help. He had, they gave him accommodations. Like he would get, he would get extra timing on that specific yeah. test. Yeah. Okay. That's the um, accommodation. Mm -hmm. Also, the law clearly states, IDEA clearly states that children with special needs in public school or any school, children with special needs must be educated in the least restrictive environment. And that what that means, the interpretation of the law in that sense, clearly states, clearly means that if, a, if there is a student with special needs, whatever that specialty is, special need is, they must be put in a class with general education students. That's what we call a least restrictive environment. So, th so they are learning alongside their peers. So they can have a special education, they can be, um, classified, that's the right word, as special education with an IEP or a 504 plan and be in a class with general education mm. students because the law clearly states mm -hmm. that you must be educated in the least restrictive environment. 
and that is meaning they must be educated alongside uh, their uh, uh, general education peers. And the, mm. the problem with that is a lot of people don't know that. No, because they don't. They don't. They, you know, the school tells you what they want because, to me, I understand. I believe it's whatever's people, easier for them at the no, time. No, it's a business. The school is another business, and mm -hmm. it's brand. Right. what they're doing, they're trying to save money, and yes. districts are trying to save money, and 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 in doing that. They then become uh, uh, non-compliant with the law because the IEP and the 504 they're both federal documents. Mm. The, the IEP is a federal document. The 504 plan is a federal document. So the schools must be in compliance with that. And schools they often just again they are dependent and their actions are uh, inclined and aligned with the ignorance of a parent. And I, I don't mean, no pun intended, with a parent not knowing what their rights are. I, I just took a case, what are we, Wednesday, day before yesterday, where um, the child is on the spectrum, autism, so New Jersey, and the child is high functioning, but the school district is wanting to place the child in a class where lower functioning special education mm. children are. And we do know that children learn from each other and that would cause the child to regress. And when we look at, we're, we're currently looking right now in the throes of looking at all the, the, the students' progress reports versus the students' psychoeducational evaluation. And it, and, and it just doesn't, the IEP is not supporting it. So we just took that case on. So oftentimes we do have students who have special abilities, but their strengths are greater in, 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 in some areas, and that should be addressed instead of using a one-size-fits-all where our, stu our, our students are, the districts are failing our students, and they keep promoting students from one grade to another every school year when mm -hmm. the child, when the student has not satisfied the current grade. So that's, that's a disservice. It's just pushing them, and they, they need help. Instead of trying to help them. Okay, we have a caller. Thank you, caller, for calling Evening Rush. How can I help you? You wanted to make a comment or uh, ask the guest a question. Okay. You're live, bro. You can ask. So I want to thank you, first and foremost, for the work that you do uh, working in Medicaid a lot of families that are knowledgeable of things and resources that are available to them. But it sounds like, um, and I could be wrong, but from the things that I'm hearing, it sounds like the schools are somewhat adversarial or they're not wanting to provide these families all of the resources they can. If that is the case, why do you believe that is the case? But as, 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 um, I think it was uh, Rainbow that said the school is a business. So they they are wanting to, they put themselves on a budget and they call the policy. You know, they oftentimes tell parents it's our policy. When you're dealing with any entity that is a government body or an institution, and once they mention policy, often that word is, 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 is somewhat of a, feels like a weapon 
to the person who is receiving it. What well, mm-hmm. it's our policy to do this. It's our policy. And we don't, I, I, I myself, I'm very averse to that. I don't care about policy. I Policies care about, can be broken though. But policies cannot trump federal law. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the IEP and the 504 plans, they're federal documents. You know, back in 2012, I single-handedly made two precedents in the Eastern District of New York federal court. They sealed that case because no one has ever made, brought, you know, I sued New York City Department of Education and New York City for a special needs child in federal court. It was such an egregious case and they sued, they sealed the case. But of course, um, I have the, if I should say, I have the authority to unseal it whenever I come across a case that, you know, mirrors Mm -hmm. that. I can pull that precedence and and use it in that. But that was a very, that was a landmark case across, across the country, Eastern District of New York, federal court. Now, yeah. just, uh, just the, the second, I guess the second question I have, if I got the, the time and the space, Please, I have I from, a, from an advocacy standpoint, um, you know, how do how do we get parents and, and those that are invested to have some more grassroots uh, organizing and, and push on on subjects like these? Because a lot of this, to your point, being policy a, a weapon. Uh, weaponized word uh, a lot of this is just miseducation and fear so so what efforts or what ideas or what things might you guys have going on that can get some more grassroots uh organizing and focus on this because i rarely hear any of our politicians especially new york city speak about that well it's so ironic that you're mentioning this you seem to the universe must have sent you here directly which i and and that's um truth on my end that you were sent here um, (laughs) by the universe. I was just having a discussion with one of my team members yesterday, and we talked about how could we move ourselves from being, you know, so private as to align, because schools usually see us as the adversary. We're coming Mm -hmm. to force the hand. We're coming to make things right. We're coming to upset the apple cart. We're coming to stop the hamster wheel. And, and I have created, or I, I, if you look at my website, I've created something called the Parent Engagement Solution, and that is geared directly for schools. So, if, you know, where we would come in, uh, we would uh, educate the, the faculty and also have parent workshop in the school. So the schools would sponsor this. And there are different prongs. If you look at my website on the services, where it says the parent engagement solution, there is a slew of different aspects of parent engagement solutions that can make this, uh, uh, you know, that can remove the cauldron of adversary between special special education advocates and school districts. So uh, we have have yet to enlist any school because we've just, I've just developed it but it's something that that um, um, uh, we're 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 very much prone to to explore. That sounds it, good. That sounds very good. All right, thank it, you, bro. It's just, I appreciate you calling in. It's crazy nope, to me. No that, problem. All right, bro. Thank you, sir. It's yep. just very cra- crazy Ooh. to me that the schools actually see the advocates as um, like the enemy. 
we're all here. Everyone is here. You became teachers, you became the principal, the dean, whoever in the school for the betterment of these children. Yeah. And that's what I'm here to do. So yeah. why is it that we that, that we're fighting for who's right and who's wrong? We should all be on the same side. Yeah, yeah. Because we're here for the betterment of these children. And I have another um, question for somebody in the comments. They said, my son's school is suggested a 504 plan, which is, which I'm not in full understanding of, but why is it easy for me to say yes to the 504, but it takes a board to remove him from it, from it, if it got to a point where of him no longer so the her son's school or this person this individual they're they're suggesting a 504 okay not in full understanding of what a 504 is Mm -hmm. and because she's not just saying yes they want to remove her child to the point of him no longer needing such assistance okay in other words they they're saying you know either choose this or he out yeah. I we get that a lot. I, I have so many cases right now with that nonsense. You take this or this is my final offer. When they use that term, it's very, very disconcerting that school. And they use that term a lot to the parents. This is what this is our final offer, as if our babies, and I call them babies, no matter how grown they are, I'm living with a 24-year-old baby in some sense. Um, as if it's an auction block, you know, mm-hmm. final offer. And that's where I come in. That's where we come in. That's where Eyes of Learning come in to use the tenets of the law. And in this case, Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 to, and the schools must provide um, a clear understanding of what it is. Instead of just giving it to the to the parent and say, your child needs a 504 because of XYZ, there needs to be a clear understanding of, of why and how it function, how it works, what the accommodations are, and why these accommodations are necessary. And that's not what they're doing. They're just writing documents. That's why a lot of times the 504 plans and the IEP plans does not serve the child. They are necessary. There's no way I'm negating that because this is what protects and supports the student's educational odyssey throughout, mm-hmm. you know, their school years from age, the IEP serves the child from age three all the way through age 21. The, the, the 504, um, you know, is a little bit less solid. Um, so uh, what I what I what I can implore that uh, this parent to do, you can reach out to us for a free 15 minute consultation. Uh, go to our website and you click on the service page. There is a little box that will pop up. Fill it out. It takes you into our calendar. Choose the date and time. And we can take it from there. But uh, you've come to the right place. Uh, you, we have a great team here, a national school psychologist and special education teacher and behaviorist. And all, uh, uh, m- most often, children with special needs, there are some behavioral challenges. So our special education teacher is not just degreed in, you know, the special ed- in the special education aspect. She also is degreed as, as a behaviorist. So... Mm come to the right place wonderful wonderful team we have here and by the way just to let everyone know we are a paid service we are not a free service we're not a um what do you call that not for profit right we're a paid <laughs> yeah. yeah so um before we go i definitely want 
want to want to thank you because definitely I need. I, I wish we had more time. To, I wish we did too. I'm sure more people yeah. have questions coming in. Um, but like I said, once again, you'll be back. So it's. Okay. I'm about to say I, this I, is this is the first of many. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to your other family. All right, family. I, I I receive that. I receive that because <laughs> I honestly, like I said, you were a blessing when I first met you. Thank and you. And when we sat there and talked, you opened my eyes to a lot of things that I was that you didn't know aware mm -hmm. of. You yeah. know, um, everybody knows my wife deals with the kids and more of the school situation. Um, when she got sick and it was on me, I was confused, lost. I, I like getting them into the new school that they're in was like pulling teeth because I didn't. It was even like have help. it was like Chinese for Dawn. He was like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> and I and I think I honestly think my village because that's who helped me get them where they needed to be. Did you share that with me when we met initially? And it's yeah. special education is scary because you have now you're dealing with the special abilities of your child in the home. Mm -hmm. And then that transcends into the school where you have to be present. I, I remember when my son was in, um, I'm just gonna say this quick. I remember when my son was in elementary school, um, My his, I went to school one day, I was very upset because the para would send him home with filth in his butt. And I went to the school and I spoke with the parent and I, with the principal and she, you know, she called up, summoned, the teacher, the parent, I forget who else. And while she was waiting for them, I kind of I kind of stepped outside of her office, but I overheard her telling someone, I keep telling them that Miss Miss Cousins is one of those parents, even when she is not in the building, she's present. And I was like, okay. You know, so yeah. um have but a lot of parents don't have that tenacity. A lot of parents yeah, don't have yeah. that know-how. A lot of and that's where we come in. So we implore parents if you're here today and you have any special education issue, the tougher the better. We specialize in very complex cases. We serve our clients throughout the United States. Call us, or, uh, go online, book a your free 15 minute consultation, and we'll take it from there. Um, you also just got an invite for one of our sister shows, which is Chronicles of a Black Sheep. She actually wants you to come on her show as a guest as well. Oh, so give her my I, number and have her call me. I yes, more will. eyes on this. Definitely yes, need more eyes on this. This is definitely where, you know, things that we need to touch on more. It's yeah, not it's always very prevalent in our community. Our, I, I mean, I, you know, I have clients on Long Island who don't look like us, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's the same issue. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that our parents people who black and brown communities i don't know what it is why they feel so defeated as if they have yeah. no voice I, I mean i see this in the white districts too where frustration but that frustration comes with taking action they reach out they're, they're gonna we need you to fix this miss cousins we need you guys but, but, um, is, I, I told you what it was it's we, don't we, we, we don't know that we don't know that we have these resources denial. It's not no, just that uh, we don't know we have the resources. We in denial. We don't want to believe it's our kid for some reason. Yeah, I know, but I know, child. I know a couple of I know a couple of people, and it's not that they're in denial. They absolutely know that their child 
has behavioral or, you know, educational or has any type of disability. They know this. But when they are going to the people that they think are supposed to help them, they're not getting the help that they're supposed nope. to get. The school district is not going to help you. They're going to placate you. They're going to use hyperbolism and semantics. It's sad, sad to say. Um, I, I, I have some school districts do help. But it's it's rare. It's yeah. rare you'll find that good teacher yeah. that's gonna yeah. willing to help you and go mm-hmm. that, all out for you. To get and that's the whole thing they, is the help that they need. Parents don't even know that they can challenge their i their, their students' IEP, their children's IEP. They don't know. A lot of parents don't know that. Yeah. Can I refuse? I had uh, uh, someone from Connecticut call yesterday, and she's you know had appointment. I had a, a consultation with her, and she said. I, one thing I want to know, and this is a wealthy white school district. Mm-hmm. In she said, what I want to know, so it's across the board. She says, what I want to know is, is there anything that you can do to challenge this? Can can you? And I said, yes. She said, are you are you serious? We can challenge what they're, I said, yes, you can. You know, and I cited certain laws to her and, um, you know. It's, we're not educated, not saying educated enough, but we're not educated in this particular um, aspect of, you know, special education uh the like you said the law so we so parents or whoever they don't know what they're entitled to and it's an entitlement i I thank you for using that word and that's the operative word i tell parents your this is an entitlement it's not a privilege your child is entitled to a free and appropriate public education and that's a bylaw we call it fape under the individual disabilities education act well Definitely anytime you need to come on this platform and share, the door is open. Just got to hit me up and Let us you know, know. I'll make it happen. You Definitely. tell me when and I'll tell you if my calendar is free and I'm, I'll, I'll be happy to come back. This is not just a passion for me. It's a lifestyle. I'm living mm. with a young man with a lifelong disability. And I just wanted to say when my son got, I started challenging the school district from you know, since he was in elementary school, by the time he got to middle school, uh, the challenge was so great that I stored up all those evidence. And I took, you know, on top of all the different court cases that I had done for him at the time. And then I moved for private schooling and my son, you know, left public school in, 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 the, in, in middle school and never went to a public institution ever and had New York City pay for that, sued them and, and won. And, you know, so he had a, a private high school education, a private post-secondary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Those are not cheap. No. <laughs> no, they're not. Thank, thank God. Thank God he had a great mother as an advocate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So once again, if y'all need to contact her, the number is... And what's the website? Because she's childslearning.com. Just show the website. Also bring up the service page so they can see where they can book a a free 15-minute consultation. Please, guys, when you get to the service page to book that free consultation, once you submit that free 15-minute consultation form, you must wait. It's going to take you into our calendar where you choose the time and date you want the call to take place. Okay. I apologize for that. My computer is lagging. So you can <laughs> there you go. 
eyes of learning uh, and you go to service if you can click on the service page so they can kind of familiarize themselves with what that free 15 minute uh of uh schedule no, this, looks this like. is just this yeah. that's just the screenshot so just, uh, thing, yeah okay. okay so it's eyes so of learning hit that hit the hit the yellow button on the corner and it will definitely take you where you need to go correct yeah no yeah i know how to get to menus yeah oh yeah i don't act up now. <laughs> so thank you again miss sophia i appreciate you as always and i will be calling you soon either way because we will have you back up here yes All and right? have your colleague call me i de i will definitely do that because she's out in texas so that's so they have another a whole nother um um brand so this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it right. definitely, it'll definitely help. A whole nother fan base, so it'll be more fan people. Base. Thank you. You don't know nothing. Um, they'll you'll get there'll be a whole bunch I'm of different people that will get this information as well. Yes, definitely. Yes. All right. All right. So we're getting ready to shoot to a commercial. We will be right back. You already know what it is. It's the evening rush. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Evening Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Evening Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time stops, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Evening Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Yo, 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 you already know what it and is. And we're back. Oh, back. It's the evening rush. 
You already know what it is. Listen, shout out to Nequasia. As you saw, she is now on a couple of different platforms, radio-wise. Also, we are looking for DJs that want to get their music out. Me. We're here. (laughs) We are also looking, and that'll be a weekly show that we're offering for DJs. Definitely hit us up. We'll give you the information. We are also looking for any podcasts that want to come on the Rush Network. We are now open back to getting new podcasts on and do what we need to do on this side of town. If you want to talk your shit, talk your shit. We got a place for you to do it. So, um, Rainbow, how was your week? Because, you know, we didn't get to chop that up real quick. Um, it, it, it was cool. I did nothing special, but it wasn't bad. It was, like I said, just a regular week for me. How about yourself? Mm. Um, long week. Definitely long week. Um, getting Your back weeks are always work. long. Yeah, but it, it was getting back into work now. Oh. So, you know what I mean? And trying to get back to uh, regular life and you know how that goes. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely was long. What up, um, Perry Charles? I see you on the check-in. Appreciate you checking in. Um, <laughs> yeah, he said, I could have told you she ain't do nothing. Old homebody ass. Listen. That, that, Don't worry about that. Look, do you want do you want your woman to be a homebody or do you want her to be a out in the street type girl? So well, please. listen, it depends on what you're doing out in the street. You could be chilling and having a good time. But you know, when you come it, home, no man sure wants their woman to be no woman, no man wants their woman to be out in the streets all the time. Um, shout out to my highway bullies social club. They will be having an event um October 20th I will be hosting so yes, oh. I will be outside um, outside outside a, a location definitely got to hit one of them up to get the location I'm not putting it out here so <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna stay in the street oh so he's basically saying if you want to stay in the streets he gonna stay in the street that's what I like to see he's saying I'm right if he have a woman he home. Otherwise, he in the streets. Well, in the That's street. what he's saying. I'm home. I, 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 you know what it is when you. It depends on the business you're in. Because it depends. I'm in a business where I gotta be outside. But the whole thing is it, no, no, no. The whole thing is being in the streets and taking care of business is not actually being in the streets. That's taking care right. of business. Mm. That's that's not being. It, I just be out here it in the streets because you're in the music business, so you're outside. You outside, but you taking care of business. Yeah, yeah. I'm working. You can't. You can't just be like oh, I've been in the streets. I'm working, nigga. <laughs> it's pinky, nigga. Now, <laughs> yo, let's get on trending topics. Um, I don't know. You only right sent me now. one thing. So I don't know what you're talking I about. You, I sent you two or three things. You I mean, sure? one one we gonna talk about anyway, which is Tupac's case has finally been solved. They got. Do you TV really think? They got QVG locked up. Do you really think, like, how, my man, like. After all these years. Well, you told I mean. Him. Wait, after all these it, years, you told, no. After all these years, you told him yourself? It's what he said. And and honestly, you got to think about everything. He told, he been told on himself, first of all. Keefe went and said, I was in the car. 
Orlando was here, I was here. No, he said I was here, Orlando was here. That's what the same and, people said. No, no, because Orlando was on the, the, the passenger side. He was on the driver's side. Tupac mm-hmm. and them got shot on the driver's side. So he's saying that Orlando put the gun. No, no grown man. Gonna, yeah, ain't no grown man gonna let you shoot across them. Thank you. And that my nigga, right you trying to shoot? Was, you trying to shoot me? That, those were the things that told me, yo, something don't sound right. Something, something don't sound right. You heard that they arrested Puffy? I didn't get that 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 notification. I will definitely be. Because supposedly it. he said that Puffy is the one who made who um told him to Put do so. Put the hit out. Yeah. Nah. We know that's not true. I don't believe that. I think um once again over Orlando getting stomped out there in um in Las Vegas is what caused that. Um Shook so, said he ain't snitching. He said he, don't, say he, he yeah, he said I'm not he testifying. He ain't, he ain't testifying. I don't know nothing. And and that's one of the things that I find weird too, because he's following street code. But at this point, it's been how many years? Yeah, he told him. He says puff hands might be dirty. It's been it's been rumored for years. It that's what I'm saying. It's been rumored. It's been rumored since the day it happened. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, if y'all didn't have the evidence, then I'm pretty sure you don't have it now. Yeah, but you know, puff ain't leave no paper trail. Puff, puff just gave back publishing and <laughs> and stuff to this artist. Puff ain't leave no paper trail. Puff, why would why would there be what what do you mean by paper trail? You think you think you thought he like sent it to his bank account? Oh well Puffy or... paid him honestly, they they've paid Thompson Crips when they were in LA for protection. So that that was just normal stuff. No, what I'm trying to say is you but you think he just paid him millions into his bank account and was like, Yeah, this is how we're gonna know that. If this man is saying that he's been security for this long, he's he's got money. So there is yeah. no paper trail. He's got money. <laughs> so anything and that he have does, money he's saying that Puff gave him money because once again, they hired them for security, and they, he went through CPD for that. But like she said, and I said, no man is going to sit here and let you put a gun across them. Yeah, because my nigga, that ricochet, you might sh- wind up shooting me now. I'm dead. Or, or lip, nah. I'm not Keefy doing that. Did it. I, I believe Keefy did it. Um, but snitches. Yeah, it does implicate someone. But my nigga, why you wait this long to snitch? So because you yeah. told on yourself, now you want to snitch and say that. Well, he he said. Remember, he he originally said Orlando was the one who did it. He admitted to that part. He said Orlando was the one that did it, and he's saying Orlando put the gun across him. And we all know when Orlando did, was when dead, did, so wh- it was like, yo, you, you eating that charge, nephew? And that's his nephew, so he's oh. you going to eat that charge, nephew. You know what I mean? But they found the gun at his baby mother's house. Like, it was just too many coincidences. First of all, why after 27 years, you still got that gun? You Why didn't you chop nah, they that dug up? It up? They dug it up. Nah, 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 nah. You supposed to get rid of it, like get it incinerated or something, like <laughs> not in the backyard, my nigga. Not nigga, in the backyard. I got the gun that killed Tupac. You, 
Listen. And then what? And then what you gonna do with it? Yeah, the nephew was dead. So it's like, yo, you blame I'm blaming the nephew. Keep that charge. <laughs> Rainbow has done this before. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing I could say. Like, that's what gave him up. Like, yo, stuff was things he was saying made no sense. But at the end of the day, they still could have got should have got him for being an accomplice because he was mm. in the car. You were look, you were the getaway driver. No, he wasn't driving. They was in the back seat. Oh, back seat. So there was somebody in the front seat that was the getaway driver. So it and uh, there goes another person who should be locked up. Sounds like he wanted to get caught. You say most <laughs> most uh they arrogant. Yeah, they want to get caught. They want niggas to know. Yeah, it was me. It was I. I did that. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. <laughs> yep. So. Um, no, I ain't got time for that. No. TPD's going down for Tupac's killing, which I, you know, once again. Do you think TPD the one that killed everybody in that car? Shit, everybody in the car was dead, set his ass, and now you going oh, down. Everybody, oh, he said everybody's dead except for Keith. Oh, well, yeah. No, he said he said everybody in that car is dead except TPD. So yeah. now they ain't nobody to be like it wasn't uh it wasn't him it wasn't keefy yeah it wasn't him yeah my nigga now the problem is they're never gonna solve biggie's case and that to me is one of the biggest things because it's lapd um is all over it it's their officers that had to deal with that death and i that's the the biggest problem i have with that situation is that they're never gonna solve that case? Well, you know, you know what they say the the Illuminati, you know, uh, Biggie was Puffy's sacrifice. So you ain't gonna find you. Ain't, it ain't gonna happen because the powers that be don't want it to be. Don't want it to be known. I mean, after all these years, they need to get the persons who did these killings. Y'all killed two of the greatest. Um, rappers of that generation, and I will always say that. <laughs> well, Miss Wallace believes. Okay, That's, Perry. no big, big had security with him. Um, if you watch any of the the shows, big had security. Security got cut off. Um, Puff was in one car with security. Big was with um, D D Rock and C. So they had three cars. One, the, the security security car got cut off by another car, and then the other car, another car is the one First that of all, pulled up. I'm the just saying, this just sounds like some shit out of a movie. It this no, doesn't that's sound, just what it this is. doesn't sound like real life, and this is why I think it would not think it, clearly it was orchestrated, but. But it would you it had to be yeah. some type of an inside job. Said so Shaq said it, yeah. You know, I agree. It should have been way more security. It was big. Y'all, y'all, the pop death just happened. You knew it, it was. No, it should have been death. more security, especially the fact that you're in LA. Yeah. Actually, y'all asses shouldn't have been outside. Y'all shouldn't have been in LA. Y'all should have kept your black asses home. Listen, you know, at the end of the day, you got when you're in the music business, you still have to handle business. 
So unfortunately, they had to go there to promote the new album. No, he didn't. No, I just Uh, think like that party shouldn't have been. Let me think. Let let me. So now at this point, it was an East Coast West Coast thing, right? Yeah. So West Coast uh, supporters weren't even checking for Big. They probably wasn't even going to buy his music. So we out here support. We out here trying to promote for what? They don't even want to hear from us. Got a point there. That's definitely so I, there is no reason for us to be out here. We need to stick yeah, to the East Coast. We need to ha- we need to stay our asses on the East Coast and ride up and down this bitch and call it a day. Maybe yeah, I, a little, maybe a little Midwest, but they did not need to be in in the West Coast. Yeah, they didn't need to be on the West Coast at all. Shit, they they it, even if it was Seattle, they ain't need to be there. So, you know, Joker brought up um, something this morning that was mind-blowing. Because they have the morning show, him and Vet. Shout out to both of them and this whole 716 Live crew. He sure did, Nick But Don said that, too. Yeah, he made made more of a biggie's death than anybody. He made more of that. Well, first of all, the whole I've been missing you, Sting is getting paid, what, $5,000 a day or $50,000 a day just for that sample. One. Yeah. And then he made so much money during that time because that's all everybody was blasting. Everybody was listening to that. Royalties. Forget royalties. He owned the damn music. So. Well, that's the thing. Puff just gave up. That's now. All the publishing. Yes. All the publishing. That's now because he's feeling guilty. To all his no, he let's let's get this straight. He gave it up because what's the, yo, what's going on? Um PJ, how you feeling, bro? It's good to see you up here, man. Um, he gave up all the publishing and the masters because, and let's mm-hmm. get this right. Let's get this right. The, they're no longer making enough money give to him those all those 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 masters all that publishing has slowed down the income that's coming in so that's the reason you, he says thing you, is did, getting two racks a day off of that did you so, see and he did gave, anybody he watch gave the big was it the- catalog to faith to give to their kids so that's where his publishing went. Why did he give it to Faith to give to the kids? Ain't the kids grown? Can't they get it themselves? Well, listen, you know, <laughs> I, I, I honestly think, you know, Miss um, Wallace should have got the publishing for big. Um, but I mean, she probably understand she Faith is le- was legally his wife at the time. And those were legally his kids. So everything, yeah. I don't know, whatever. That ain't legal. They ain't married no more. She didn't. She didn't. She married several other people after that. Stevie J. Multiple other. <laughs> multiple people. But um, what was I about to say? Um, shit, it made me forget. God. And then it. you think about no, it. Danity, was... Danity Kane's music is not worth nothing. Nobody's twelve music is not worth nothing. Not not so not the worth. Locks, not... The locks is probably the only ones that music is worth something. No, um, um look him. He doesn't have publishing for Little Kim. Okay. Little Kim was not on Bad Boy. Um, who else? Uh, one Twelve. 
their money, they, you know what I mean? They're not getting that, that crazy bread from this situation. Ain't nobody, like you just said, the locks. What, it, yeah, what, why, is, why, why did Big Daughter have to sell t-shirts for money? That's correct. You're, you're right. She should be well taken care of. She should be well taken care of, just like his kids are well taken care of. You know, G-Dep, G-Dep, I think is in jail, so he ain't gonna get no money. Loon is in jail, he ain't getting no money. Loon ain't in jail. Um, Loon is not, yeah, Loon is in jail. He committed, he, he told on himself and went when? to jail. When? A minute, a minute ago. I saw Loon. Oh, Loon is free? Guys. I'm okay, like, I saw Loon. Loon is free, all right. I, saw Loon I know one of them guys. snitched on himself. I, I'm about to say, I just... <laughs> I was about to say, I just He's saw... He's released. Okay. Yeah, I just saw... Um, there's just a picture of him and Sean Lion is out. Yeah, yo, but at the end of the day, these artists Yeah, BlackRock, uh, Craig Mack Craig dead. Neither of them are going to make money from nothing they put out. No. Well, I, I mean, because so they're not here the anymore. Perfect, this was the perfect time for him to give back. That man is stressed out. Have you seen? Listen, here, here goes your stuff. Here, I'm not making no money off of this. Here you go, huh? huh, but, huh. but have you seen? Love, it? baby, love, love. I'm, I'm out here, love. Perfect timing. Yep. Listen, here, here you go. Here's the love. Go, y'all got your stuff back. Now y'all can stop saying I robbed you. Now you can stop saying I'm stealing from you. Because it's no it's, longer worth anything. Exactly. So you done stole what you could steal, and now you want to give it back. I don't want it. Keep it. If it's not making you no money, it ain't going to make me none either. Thanks. Actually, it probably costing you some money, so keep it, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so next up with trended topic. Um, Listen, I need y'all to understand this. TV said Puff paid him mills to take out Suge and Pop. He you see I got the million dollars. Like I said, he gave he gave him plenty of money, but it was towards um towards him being a security. Well that's what he he writes, that's what he's gonna write it off as. That's what you're my security. That was on his uh uh what the hell do they call it? What do they call this shit, Dawn? When you write what? it down, what is it called? Oh, what do you mean? Forget it. Forget it. Well, I'll get back to it. That's what he wrote it off as. That's the write off. I wrote right. Yo, listen, security for me and my team. Ah, while we in LA, so he ain't never gonna you you never gonna get him on that. So my the next so my, topic. I just I, no, I I this whole thing I just don't get you told me you told me yourself now after twenty seven years my nigga you you gotta eat that by yourself because I'm not going down with you I'm not. Gangbang yeah that is true that is true. no but it's not evidence bro it's not enough evidence um he said I think they had a a, a legal a law a law a security firm. Or you know one of those made up security phones firms. Yeah, they could be gang affiliates, but they were legally uh, a. In firm. in in the in the early nineties, if you was in L.A., you was gang affiliate anyway. Yeah, you was either crip or black. <laughs> Latin king. Something you was. Everybody yeah. was in the gang in the early nineties. Like I was in the gang in the early nineties. I'm joking, y'all. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about this girl who 
chose to go out to Dubai. Now, this is the, the, the most crazy shit I, I've ever heard. What do you mean? How is that do, crazy? One year. She's getting ready to do a year in jail mm-hmm. because the security agent said that she touched her when they was the ones patting her down. I'm confused. And but see, why this is weird. This but is, wait, what are you pat? What are we getting patted down for? Well, she was in Dubai for a layover. They had to get back on the plane. But you did uh, you hear what did you hear what you said? A layover, which means I yeah. never left the airport. No, I guess they did because it was a ten hour layover. Nigga, you might as well set your ass right here. But what are you getting the pat down for? They only pat you down in because the because when you you go out the airport mm-hmm. and then when you come back in, go ahead. You got to go back through TSA. You go back through TSA. And if they feel... And she had had a Faha on. Uh Uh-huh. And they, you know, they told her to... Use the wand. You use the wand. They they pulled her to the side and said, yo, miss, you got to take this Faha off. They wanted to make sure she didn't have no drugs or anything. So she was in a lot of pain. So, of course, she was, you know, she's acting crazy. Ah, 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 ah. Why are you doing this to me? She pulls it off, showed him whatever. She's clear. She needed help putting it back on. So she called her friend over to help me put it on. As she called her friend over, they got her saying, yo, put your hands behind your back. Put your hands on the TSA agent and bomb. Now they got her locked up over there in Dubai. Yeah, they don't play with violence. Any type of crime over there. But once again, this is she's a she's a twenty one year old. She needs to call a U.S. Somebody needs to call. Go to the embassy in Dubai and advocate for her. Listen, this is why I keep saying, yo, going to these places is crazy. Yes, they sound amazing, but the rules is different. The rules, the rules are. Real- but you also need to different. you also need to look these things up. You can't just be going up people's countries and just thinking that you want to do the same shit that you was doing here. You can't do that in other people's countries. You have to be respectful of their cultures and their rules and that and the laws of that country. That country is different though. You ain't you ain't allowed to curse. No. Nope. Like it's, it could have slipped out. You going to jail? I, that's why I can't go there. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna put you in jail for cursing. You might get a fine. I don't know because the, her fine is four thousand. It's on forty four thousand five hundred dollars. No, what's four thousand five hundred dollars? But no, because you know the money different, so it's more money there. But when they put it into um, American dollars, it was four thousand five hundred dollars, which I think is crazy too. Like forty five. Oh, uh, I was looking. I was looking at the her expenses, like for lawyer fees and everything. Mm. Four racks over a. Um, you know, I need help, or you telling somebody back up. Four racks, four and a half. Come on, come on. This is the world we live in, though. 
So Rainbow, how you want to go out? We we don't even know if that's what had really happened. You know, it's it. He say she say she could have did more than what she's saying. Um, but then again, it could be which what she said, but. Who knows, y'all? And, and yo, first of all, big shout out to PJ. PJ is August Beat. They are the producer for all of most of Nequasia's new hits. Love with you, Rewind, Love Hangover. My man TJ okay. is the one who uh made all of those beats. So definitely holler at him if you need some beats. I, I I'm happy to see him. It's been a minute. You know, we and we definitely got to get back to work anyway. I definitely want to say shout out to TJ. So I'm pulling up. So how do you want to go out, Rainbow? I'd like to say I want to thank everybody in the comments for being in the comments, you know, keeping the show lively. Um, I want to say thank you to Miss Sophia Cousins for being here. Yes. Speaking, speaking on something that really needs to be spoken on because... There are a lot of children out here with special needs, um, and a lot of the parents really don't know what to do, where to turn, who to talk to, because they feel like they're getting no help at every turn. So that was good, good conversation. Good. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, whatever. I'll figure it out later, and I'll let y'all know. <laughs> um. And I want to thank you for being here, Dawn. I mean, you know, you didn't have to be here, but I'm glad that, you, but I'm glad that y'all. Uh, and I just want to say thank y'all. God bless and good night. And, and how I would you like to go out, Dawn? I want to say thank you for everybody that tuned in. Um, thank you to Miss Cousins. Like I said, me and her had a, an amazing conversation, um, and I was just happy. I, I think. God puts you in the places you need to be to talk to the people yep. you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the people I definitely need to talk to. Um, and I, I'm, I, as soon as she said what she said, we finished, yo, I got to have you on the show. Like, there's no event, but definitely. And I will be showing her that info so she could be on, um, on TK's show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I want to thank everybody. Yo, big shout out to the fact that Love Hangover is now at 6,000 streams. I appreciate y'all. Love is real. We're getting there. Like, yo, I, I, I definitely, um, Nequasia, shout out to Nequasia. She's been sick. That's the reason why everybody has not have been seeing her lately. You know, so get well, baby girl. You already know what it is, man. Um, That's because she was, look, she must have been doing too much. She was outside. She was yes. Out, yeah, we was outside. And, yeah, you know, we was jumping. She had, look, she had, she had fun. That's why she's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we was outside and jumping state to state and she got caught up. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm happy she's starting to feel better. Um love hangover video will be out soon i'm sorry about the rewind video we might go back to that but right now it's about love hangover you gotta sometimes you just gotta move on whatever's whatever's good right now you just gotta move on to the next come on now they ain't no need to go back y'all don't really need a video um, 
once again, shout out to Fleet DJs. You can hear us and see us tomorrow at 9 a.m. on Fleet Radio. Fleet Radio Network.com. So shout out to Fleet DJs, my bro Calastic. Oh, we didn't even shout out our sponsors. We're going down. Shout out to Industry 21 Magazine, my boy Dame. He is out in Cali right now enjoying his best life. Um, shout out to Envious Creations. Make sure y'all catch her. Those I jackets are out now. You can get you an Even Rush jacket. You can get a jacket with your name on it. You talking about an Even Rush Creation. jacket? I'm trying. I'm trying to get a. I'm trying to get some brownies. <laughs> Make sure you go to martinefelton.com. She has some definitely dope, dope, dope artwork up right now. Mm-hmm. And every took a look at it last week. Definitely going to be worth some bread. So you want to have that up in your crib. I'm saying so you could definitely uh, check that out. So other than that, I gotta say this. Um, you know, this was my boy Fresh um Death Week. So, you know, I was a little <laughs> down, but yes. I was happy. Um, just seeing old pictures of my bro and and you know, I, I definitely was happy. Yo, I miss you, bro. Definitely appreciate you. The reason why this this machine gonna keep going, it ain't gonna stop. And you know what I mean. Other than that, um, we're gonna listen to some love hangover, and we out. Yo, we catch y'all next week. Y'all already know what it is. It's the evening rush.